The sky, home to angels, dragons, and armored centurions astride fantastic winged beasts. Below them, the clogged streets of a bustling metropolis, avenues ripe with opportunity, back alleys thick with intrigue. Under these same streets, the undercity awaits, a dark, foreboding place home to terror of the unknown. For thousands of years, ten guilds have vied for power and control over the city. Among these, the Orsov Syndicate uses religion and debt to reign supreme over the people, kept in check only by the Boros Legion, a military force dedicated to upholding the law of the land. The Selesnia Conclave, however, fights in the name of nature and life, keeping a watchful eye on the Izet League, a band of scientists privy to dangerous experiments that could endanger the plane. Today, a mysterious villain weaves a conspiracy the likes of which the city has never seen before. After a series of bombings in Izet Labs, the Selesnia Conclave have called upon the mightiest heroes the city has to offer. Welcome to Ravnica! I'm ready. Wait, I'm chewing gum! I'm so ready. Swallow it. Spit it out into the mic. Don't. Hello fellow adventurers and welcome to this fine, fine episode of Ravnica Avengers, The Selesnia Conspiracy. I am your DM, Casey Clark. Uh, since we're not at a table again, we're going to start with Sullivan Harris. Uh, pl- uh, hey, Lena. Yeah? What's the best uh, 80s hair band? Um, heart. Sting! <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, isn't, that's, that's not... Isn't that the police? Sting is just the lead singer? No. <laughs> well, Sting! <laughs> lead singer right. of uh, whatever he just said. The police, get with it. I'm a ranger goblin, and I like to shoot the bad guys and have a good time with my friends. <laughs> all right, Lena Pratt. Uh, hi, I am Guy Elfman, and you all need to know I almost just spit my drink into my microphone right before we started. I am a Hexblade Warlock, and I'm a dwarf, but not really. You're a Beyblade Warlock? Hexblade. (laughs) Beyblade, Beyblade, let Let it rip. rip. Joanna Legurfo. Uh, Lena. Yeah? Who's the the best 80s hairband? Uh, should I repeat my answer? I said heart. <laughs> Daryl Hall. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Hall and Oates, folks. But okay, Daryl Hall and Oates is the greatest eighties Daryl Daryl Hall is. <laughs> Daryl Hall. I am a loxodon elephant. Wait, bard. That's also an elephant. <laughs> double elephant. Uh, <laughs> double elephant. Twice the fun. I. I don't think I. Uh, yep. Someone else go. <laughs> All right, uh, Chris Rowe. Hello, I am Chris Rowe, and I play Chuggles the Muppet Born. He's a druid. Chris, can you put any modicum of effort into your intros ever? <laughs> no, that's not allowed. All right, and last but not least, Ben Mannix. Play Flemstake Dugava, the Dalkin Cleric, and uh, what's the best 80s band? <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> That's favorite. I think it's Beyblade, actually. Beyblade, Beyblade, let it. Okay. <laughs> we open back up in the torture chambers, and 
Again? You brought Ehrlich back, and Baldrick was there, and Lef was there, and she disintegrated. And we're just going to go right back into it. Oh, she dropped a soul, didn't she? She did. She dropped a, a fragment of her soul, and Baldrick caught it, and he said, you guys need to get to the speaker. And currently, that's where you all are headed. We are. You're, yep. Baldrick ran. He just ran. He's, he's dragging all of you with him. You guys are trying to get back to the Buxter building, the the big guild hall, the center of the ward. And you got to go talk to the speaker. Is he still holding yeah. the soul? Oh, yeah. He's He's got yeah. a clutch in his fist, and he is booking it down the street. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, that's so sad. I mean, you, you guys are going to follow him, right? Uh, I, I guess we're leaving. <laughs> Whoever did uh, this is going to pay. Uh, Ehrlich looks over at Stain. He's like, uh, I think I'm going to go with him. Uh, I feel like, I feel like I got to do this. And he just start, he, uh, gets up and you see him kind of like crawl onto the ceiling and then you see him turn (laughs) around, (laughs) you see him turn around and his arms go out and he shoots webs and he goes after Ehrlich swinging along the buildings. Guys, everybody's running. What do we do? Run! Everyone's Run. doing it. Chuggles is compelled to follow the pack. All right, we all make haste out of the dungeons. Flum angrily storms off after Baldrick. Flum has a girlfriend. Okay. So we're booking. We're Remember, making tail, really making haste. Booking it. Booking it all the way. Uh, you guys are running as fast as you can down through the marketplace. You're dodging and weaving. Wait, whose shoulder am I riding on? Daryl's. Uh, you're, you're on... Daryl called dibs. Daryl's. Daryl called dibs. You're on Daryl's. Woo! All right. So you're just like, Daryl's like running, like just like clopping the ground. Like you just hear <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And, and Chuggles is just hanging off the back of him, flying <laughs> in the wind. His, his arms outstretched. Love that guy. Uh, you guys definitely dodge a few crotch goblins. Baldrick just like punches one out of the air with the hand that's holding his soul <laughs> as it tries to get him. That's tight. Uh, and, and you guys make it all the way back to the Buckster building. And he uh, he stops in front and he turns around. And he's like, "Okay, we need to go up to the top. Uh, everyone, let's take this stairwell, um, but we're gonna have to get past a couple guards." What? Don't you work here? I do, but the the speaker is kind of a prolific man, so uh, we might have to like uh, charm our way into things. So, what if so, we uh, ask nicely? It might work. Okay. Uh, he he goes running up uh, one of the stair stairways that goes up to the top of the building, uh, and as you as you go up, you start to see uh, forming at the top of the building. There's just a a large fifty foot wide sphere that's uh, sitting in the middle of where the concourse is, and like the on the ground, but it's all the way up to the top of the building, hovering. And you, you can't see it until you get like close, really, really close to the top. And it's got like this really weird like sheen to it as if it was kind of like a mirror, but it's it's trying to like phase uh, que- in and out of existence. Question. Yeah. Is it within slingshotting range? <laughs> uh, what's the range on your slingshot? As established in a previous episode, <laughs> I did not write that down. <laughs> I'm assuming 120 feet. <laughs> no. <laughs> About a no, thousand feet. All right, Googling. All right, opening website. What are we looking at? We're looking at... Uh... While he's doing that, does this look solid? Does it look liquid? Mayhaps a uh, gas? It's, it's solid. Maybe it's plasma. Kind of like, you know how the, the Predator movies looked? Like the Predator looked in the movies? 
You know, weirdly when he was enough, invisible. I was just asked yesterday if I knew how something from the Predator looked, and today I still have not seen the Predator. <laughs> Fuck. You ever play Halo? Ah. Uh, nope. Wait, actually. Fuck. Do you have any um, 90s punk rock analogies you can use here? <laughs> uh, no, not really. Well, I guess we'll All just right. stick with it. Looks it's like it has a mirror-like sheen. Yeah, it has it's a mirror-like like Terminator? sheen, but also kind of I know that one. Is it the Terminator? Yeah, is it like the psycho, second Terminator bad uh, guy? Kind of. It's like, it's like that, but it's also semi- transparent like it's translucent oh. but it's also like a mirror so it's got that little cummy kind of look to it i was about to say that <laughs> it's because we yeah, think well, so alike because of our long uh friendship together yes we'll, we'll go with we'll go with that yeah it's a really cummy looking sphere <laughs> oh, uh, <God>. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so put it back you guys you guys get up there and baldrick is like all right there's a catwalk that you, we can't see, but uh, I can get to it. But once we get up to that sphere, some guards are going to come out. So we're going to have to try to put on our best uh, game face. You know what I mean? We're not going to have to. We shouldn't have to fight them, but uh, we got to try and at least do this civilly. Okay. First. Um, what is that sphere, though? Because it's kind of creeping that, us all out. That's that's where the speaker, uh, that's like his quarters. But he's a very influential oh. man in... Ravnica, mostly in Ward 69, but he's a pretty important guy. He lives in Cumsphere? Oh, it's like a treehouse. The cum housing is a upper upper tier living here uh, in Ravnica. Upper echelon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, he kind of, you see him like get up to the top of the staircase and lean over to where it looks like there's like nothing. And you see him slowly take a step and his right foot like kind of jerks like he almost falls and then he he kind of lands on something solid and like transparent. There's nothing under him, and he's like, "All right, everyone, just stay right behind me. The catwalk. We can get to the platform that's right around the sphere." Okay. And, uh, he tries to lead he he leads you guys along this like invisible walkway, and you get up to the sphere. And when you do, two beings start to meld out of the sphere and stand in front of you. They look clo entirely cloaked. You can't see their face. And the cloaks they wear look just like the uh, sheen that's around the sphere. And it says, they say to you, what do you want? Wait, they're so like their entire clothes look like the sphere sheen? Yeah, it, they're just like, it's like a big wispy cloak. Uh, and it's got that same mirror finish to it, that like mirror finish. I'd um, say they're within 30 feet, correct? Uh, yeah. I want You guys are like I want to ping like a, 10 feet of them. I want to ping a pebble at them. Oh, chuggles. <gasps> can you, I positive Can I do Can that? I Can I roll to try to catch it out of the air? I'm going to put uh, a shit initiative. <laughs> All right, you know what? Uh, Chuggles and Daryl roll a contest. Roll a just a contest for that. Uh, explain to you, Chuggles slash Chris what a contest is. Just roll a d20. 16. 15. Fuck. <laughs> Daryl, Chuggles, you see Daryl like, uh, Chuggles is about to come up off Daryl's shoulders and Daryl just kind of like, 
goes up and grabs the slingshot that's in Trouble's hand and like holds it back down. Trouble doesn't just, trust this man. Shakes no. His head. Wait, that's the not guards, my voice. The guards look up at Chuggles and then look back straight back in front of Baldrick. I think and, they probably looked guys. down at Chuggles, if I'm being honest. Well, no, he's on Daryl's on, on on oh. shoulder. Okay. That's I'm why sorry. I was able they to look, grab it. They look and then they look back down and they're like, What do you seek, adventurers? We seek the speaker. Yes. Affirmative. <laughs> <laughs> Chuggles For agrees. What? For what calling do you speak to speak with the speaker? I want to fire a slingshot at him. That's not true. He, I mean, he probably does, but we don't as a unit. Baldrick goes up and he, he kind of, sh- he puts up his fist and he shows them, we need the speaker to tell us how to deal with this. And he, he shows them the, the fragment of the soul and they, they look at him and they say, what else? And he looks around to the other, the rest of you in the group. It's about the conspiracy. I thought we solved the conspiracy. I'm looking for acceptance from my mother. It's been about seven episodes, and we have not found, like, <laughs> one fucking clue towards what this conspiracy uh, is. Yes, we did. It's in his hand right there. The elephant has spoken truth. What? Daryl, you spoke the truth? What's the truth? Uh, uh, I, I said I was looking for acceptance from my mother. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> uh, does that mean anything to you guys? The, the elephant may pass through the sphere. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Daryl, are you going to go? Are you going to walk away and go into the sphere, or are you going to oh, wait for your comrades? I like nose. Does that mean I go through with two? <laughs> That's like, a. I mean, you can check question. to find out. But Daryl, what are you going to do? Or I like nose dive into it. I I <laughs> trunk no- I trunk dive into cum sphere. <laughs> yeah, all right, you you oh, dive no. right into the sphere, and Chuggles is just like pushed against it, and you just slide into it while he's on the outside of it, and he falls on back onto the platform oh. where you guys are standing. Trunk diving Ow. into the cum sphere is the lead single off Sting's latest album. <laughs> uh, and the and the and then they also look at Baldrick and they say, Baldrick Stormcaller, you may enter the sphere, and he he runs right in. Uh, and then the, the mirror guards look at you guys and they say, speak your truths to enter. I want to know about the birds. You may enter. I run in. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening here? (laughs) One time I cheated off a spelling test in third grade, but still failed because it was the class plan. (laughs) <laughs> they look they look at Flump and uh they kind of just like look at each other, shake their heads and look down and then be like you may enter out of pity. Oh boy. <laughs> they they then they look at Chuggles and Sting. Uh sometimes I, when I have to write on official documents my height, I put I put 3 foot 2, but I know I'm only 2 foot 8. <laughs> Uh, speak your true true. Five two foot seven. 
they 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 look at Sting. They're like, "Pity wins again." <laughs> they, they usher you into the sphere. Sting. I, I, I go in, but I've got like a sti- Sting fit. Wait, what, what? What's up, Chuggles? Sting. Chuggles doesn't get the puzzle. Oh, uh, Chuggles, you have to tell them a secret about yourself or something. Uh, okay. I'll I'll wait with you. Okay. Uh. Uh. Chris, you gotta you gotta get this character voice a little more charactery. What do you mean? This is there my character voice. All right. Okay, <laughs> Chuggles. Uh, born, speak your truth. One time, Chuggles stole cookies from the cookie jar. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Uh, <laughs> it felt good. Uh, and, and they kind of they're like. You're too cute. And they usher you in. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Chuggles, I'll, I'll take your hand and walk in with you. Okay. Chuggles is crying. As you, uh, as you, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What do, what do, what do Chuggles' tears look like? Are they like oh, regular no. tears? or, uh, or are they, they are like teardrop-shaped kind of marbles. Oh, God. <laughs> Make it stop. <laughs> oh, my God. She's just, like, raining, like, marbles down on the ground. And they're just pattering off the platform and raining Sting on everybody slips. down there. Casey, I have, uh, I have a mess kit in my bag. Can we say that since I have spent so much time with Chuggles, I would have emergency cookies in that? Yes. Okay, I pull out an emergency cookie as we walk into the sphere, and I hand it to Chuggles. Chuggles bites his hand. <laughs> He puts his entire mouth over his hand and starts nomming. He's like a horse. All right. well, that works. Okay, so you guys walk into the sphere, and as you pass through, you see the guards kind of like meld back into the wall and then come out the other side into where you guys are. And they're just kind of like watching over the doorway. And as you step in, you're in what looks like a grand Victorian like study. There's books lining the spherical walls. And there's a very large oak desk, like into the back of the room with a, a a lantern hanging above it. And then beside that is a very grand, like like bedroom area. There's like a bed and a, a little nightstand and everything. <clears throat> wow, nice and, digs. Uh, and you see, sitting at the desk, talking to Baldrick, is the man that looks vaguely like Stan Lee. <gasps> And uh, him and Baldrick are in kind of like a, a, a heated conversation. It's the and pedophile like, again. <laughs> Bandy. Uh, so uh, Baldrick is kind of up to him and he, he's like, you see, th- th- it's, it's not a full soul, man. It's just a fragment. We, I, I don't know what magic it is that they're doing this with, but I need to figure it out and I feel like you can help. And... Uh, the, the speaker looks at him and puts a hand on his shoulder and he says to Baldrick, I know. Wait. Fuck, I can't do Stan Lee still. My character knows magic. Can I roll an arcana check to see if I know the, what kind of magic this is? We've already done that. I've already done that. Yeah, you already did we that. We already did that. You didn't know. Well, Chuggles tries again and he still doesn't know. <laughs> okay. So, uh... And then, uh, also... Because I didn't say this, Ehrlich was also with Valdrick. Because he, he followed. Oh yeah, what was and, his uh, true true? Oh, his true true? He, uh, he he goes up to the mirror man and he says, Uh, when I was young, 
living on the other side of a wall to another goblin. I asked for his friendship, and he gave it to me. But I left, and he didn't know. And we finally reconnected, and I'm so happy about it. And they let him in. Did I hear that? Uh, no, that was like like with when. Well, actually, yeah, you did hear it because you guys all got up there at the same time. All right, yeah, when I come it. through, then I give him a little like brotherly clap on the ass. ass I cheeks. guess because I'm pretty sure <laughs> <laughs> he 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 gives you he gives you uh one on both cheeks because he has two arms and he's just he's oh, eight. Wow. <laughs> I'm eight years old. <laughs> he feels is good to be so young. And uh, the speaker looks over at Ehrlich and he says, Uh, who are you? And Ehrlich looks at him and he says, I'm Ehrlich, uh, the spidery. <laughs> and he says, Uh, I see. You look like you've been imbued with something. And Ehrlich kind of shrugs at him. And um, the speaker takes you all by his desk. There's a small compartment, like, door. He presses on one of the books. And, Holy shit. Uh, We're in National Treasure now, boys. <laughs> and, uh, I hope he gets opens. the Declaration of Independence. And you, you guys step into a, another room, and it's kind of cramped, but you all can fit. And you're around a table. And the speaker looks at all of you, and he says, I am one of many. I have knowledge that passes across all the worlds of the multiverse. And he starts to conjure an image above this font that you guys are in front of this like uh, pool of water. Is it like Times New Roman? Water. I think it's Comic <laughs> yes. Sans. Is it chiller? Kind of like, yes, it's chiller. Yes. It's it's like kind of like uh, like in Harry Potter, except you all can see into this big pool and there's images floating around. And he says... I am one of many. And you see him uh, lay his hands over, and as he does, his golden robes that he was dressed in start to kind of fade upward. Hell yes, get naked. And you see, <laughs> and you see that he's wearing a scarlet sweater. And you look into the font. Kill him on sight. Kill him <laughs> you now. Look into the font, and you see his face, and then. Hundreds more faces spread across the multiverse. And, uh... Oh, no! Go one. <laughs> you go into one? No! There's a boy in front of a television playing video games. No. It looks like a, a medieval world. Anything but this. <laughs> Lena, do you understand? I was thinking Soul. Star Trek, but now something else is happening. <laughs> you lo I love Interstellar. You you look you look into another uh, image and you see a basement, uh, a dark, dank basement with Whoa. a derelict um derelict? sign above. <laughs> no, a, derelict. <laughs> a derelict sign above uh, a platform and a chalk body drawing on the floor, and it says Casey's crazy questions. <laughs> I'm not happy. What? Wait, 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 wait. Is Casey in this podcast? It's Casey Clark. Is That's Casey one dead? of two Casey Clarks. Oh, man. Well, three now. <laughs> and then we pass into another world. And you see a boy sitting in a hallway at a desk talking to a boy. Oh, my God. 
Uh, and then he looks at you all and he says, <laughs> he looks at you all and says, I am the infinite Casey. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Is this how we level up? I spread across all multiversal planes. This is how it ends. This is how we all die. <laughs> End it. Turn the. Oh. Stop recording, quick. Guys, we can stop the cycle now if we kill him. <laughs> oh, God. You see, in the beginning. <laughs> in the beginning, there was only Clark. The there was only Clark. <laughs> Oh, Fuck, I'm losing, I'm losing track, I'm laughing too hard and I'm losing Let track. there be Clark! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. Can I quit the oh, podcast Jesus yet? Fuck. I'm, I'm, I laughed way too hard. I'm like crying. Oh, <laughs> uh, I hope Sullivan's crying. <laughs> I'm crying, but not for the same reasons. <laughs> Through through this, I I am uh, the oldest of all in the universe. How old are you? Three. At least really, eleven. Really, really fucking old, man. <laughs> Is that a yeah, number? Like I said, and you you see him pull a you see him pull a cigarette from his from his uh uh ear, and you see him take a from really big drag, and he's and he says. Man, Casey Clark, I haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest fucking self-insertion I have ever seen in my life. Also, what was the cigarette just lit, chilling by his ear? <laughs> no, it's in his. No, ear. he like con he conjured it out of thin air. Oh, just and then put it back, and it's gone. Wow. Whoa, are you a magician? Huh. <sighs> and he says, "You see." With this knowledge, I've come to learn about many magical things throughout the multiverse. He is a magician. You see Guy looking <laughs> panicked and slowly starting to back away. There are many things that have taken place across them. Many things that intertwine with our own. Yeah, well, I hope one of those things is going to explain why my friend has four arms. <laughs> this, this magic, this magic that Baldrick is in possession of, it's something poisoned by a great evil. Only something born of darkness can split a soul unwillingly. And that is what has happened here. And then you see a pictures of Lef conjure up into the font and he says, Lef was broken into five and you were able to get one back. Getting them all would bring Lef back to a hole and would probably complete Baldrick's quest to find the love of his life. But we don't need to worry about that right now. Do you hear Wait, that, Flo? We have bigger, love of his life. Because we have bigger fish to fry. I don't know. I'm pretty worried about that. I'm going to be honest with you. Baldrick, <laughs> we are going to get your woman back. Let me tell you. He, he's like he's like tearing up and he's like wiping it away as he puts the, the little soul into his pocket. And uh, I this, I'm going to put a hand on his shoulder. Like a nice reassuring, like strong hand. You know how people do uh, in movies? Yeah. They just put their hand on people's shoulders. That's what Sting's going to do. You, you're going to have to jump. Chuggles <laughs> is going to do the same hand thing to Flum. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, like Flum. It. There's plenty of fish in the sea. I don't even right. know what a fish is. <laughs> I think you're one. <laughs> really? He turns to all of you and he says, You see, there's something bigger amiss in this plane of existence, there's something trying to enter it. 
I have been taking That's what she said. notes. <laughs> <laughs> I have been taking uh, notes from all these different explosions. And I've started to gather intelligence from the other groups that I've sent away to investigate. And it seems that someone is trying to draw power from the elemental planes to open a gate to a plane that none of us have access to at this very time. Not even you, the Casey Clark, the master of all time and space? <sighs> no, not even me. This plane exists outside of when I was formed. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If they're trying to access the plane, why are they going to the labs instead of going to the airport? <laughs> That's a good question, Thumb. <laughs> <laughs> you see, they need power from the elemental planes because that is where all other planes have sprung forth. Excuse me, sir, does the plane have a name yet? I'm not sure. Can, can you name I it can the Clarkian plane? That would seem a little too narcissistic, don't you think? Oh, that's <laughs> coming <line of> from narcissism. <laughs> <laughs> but I have an inkling that we'll, sh we'll surely find out soon enough. You see, whoever's trying to do this has been trying for a very, very long time. Only now has he come into some kind of success. I don't know who he is or where he's from, but I do know this. You must hunt down and stop the other four lefts to get to him. How do you know it's a he? Uh, DM. Only a, only a man would know. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> He's Casey Clark. He's inherently sexist. <laughs> Casey <laughs> Clark. That's, that's what exactly. No, he's, he's like, sorry. I mean, it. <laughs> well, that's just kind of rude now, don't you think? <laughs> So Lef, Lef gave her soul to this thing for some reason. So if we put her back together, we can figure out what that reason is and who it is. That, that makes sense yeah, to me. Uh, un unwillingly, though. That's the reason that this magic is so potent. One can only give their soul up willingly. We have to kill four more? Oh, yeah. Do we have to kill them? You wouldn't have to kill them. But you but could have we? to get them in the same place. What if you we want to kill if them? You really wanted to. Drown her. If you really wanted to, you probably could. Drown the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so how are we supposed to track down four more lefts? We had a hard enough time finding the first one. Well, I mean, I guess we didn't really have a hard time. She just kind of showed up in front of us. So if we just kind of hang out, maybe the other ones will too. Nah, I have. I I think I have an idea. And he looks over and he he looks to Baldrick and he says. This font is called the font of self-reflection. You see my mirror motif? It kind of fits. <laughs> well, uh, if we can have Baldrick look into the font of self-reflection, he should be able to tell us where the next left is. That's a good idea. Let's use Baldrick as bait. Shove him in! Drown him! It's because he possesses a multiversal connection to this woman. Ah. Something I, I've only felt once other, one other time between two other people. But they died before, before I could help them. They were killed pretty gruesomely. So. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now I'm going to have Baldrick do this, 
but I would recommend that all of you do it too, because it'd probably help you guys, you know, deal with some kind of inner issue that you might have. So he, he takes Baldrick and, and has him, like, gaze into the font, and and you see uh, memories of him and Left before kind of flash across this, this water, and... Um, as he does, you see one image start to kind of float up and it's left and she's working in front of a lab, just like the one you guys had seen before, but not blown up. And and you see her disguise herself like an IZ scientist and walk in. And as as it kind of pulls away, you can see that this lab is in part of the city you guys haven't been to before. It looks like it's surrounded by many, many Rakdos settlements. Uh, Daryl, you, you recognize these as uh, the sadist, uh, like the sadist and masochist like chamber areas that they all do their cool parties in? Chains and whips excite me kind of deal. Right, right, right. So, uh, <clears throat> and then, and then the, the image fades away. And uh, Baldrick and and Daryl, you both know probably where that is. Casey, have you have you described to us like what Lef looks like without her hood and stuff? Oh on? yeah, I, I don't I guess remember. That would make sense if you did. Uh, I mean, I you guys didn't know what she what her race was. I mean, you, and it was hard to really tell what she looked like um, when she uh, when you when you saw her in this image though. When you saw her disguise herself, she um she pulled back her hood, and you can see that she has a uh, long, uh, kind of black hair, but it's not black. It's kind of like the color of like oil slick. There's like a sheen of like green and and blues and pinks, kind of all going through it. And uh, <clears throat> she has very she has uh she's elven. She has elf ears and green, really dark green eyes. And uh, she kind of, you know, does her whole thing and and is walking into that that lab. Okay, cool. Yeah, so so you can tell that she's an elf of some kind of form. (laughs) So yeah, she is a woman with a body and (laughs) hair. She got legs and and eyes. Flum turns to Chuggles and he's like, "Is she a fish too?" Um, Chuggles agrees. Uh, the the speaker looks at you all and he says, "I would recommend that you all look into the font too, if you uh, would like some kind of upper hand in terms of yourselves." And um, he he kind of leaves you guys to it, and he t- stalks out of the room with Baldrick. And he, he starts kind of like talking to him as he leaves and the, and the bookcase shuts behind you guys. And you're all around the font now. Um, is there anybody who'd want to go first? Well, I think I know myself pretty well. And Sting like hikes up his pants and you hear a little <laughs> from in there. <laughs> uh, and that is our oh. <laughs> episode reminder that there is a living being inside of my pants. <laughs> Fully forgot about that. Chuggles. How? Can- I don't know. I like movies. It's the Crotch right, Goblin. So, it's my Crotch so, Goblin. So Flum, Flum, are you gonna go first? Yeah. All right. So you see, you, Flum goes up in the font and just sticks his head right in. 
and as you do, uh, you, you see a bunch of images flash forth, and you see in front of you, you're back in the Milky Palace, and uh, you're mopping the floor, <laughs> and, and coming up behind you in slow motion. Oh my god, it's a snuff a, film. <laughs> oh no, I remember this. Is an old Father Wittershins. Dressed in his Selesnia cleric robes, and you're you're just really going at that floor with the mop. And as he reaches the puddle, he falls back in a in just just a, a somersault of glory as he slips on the floor, and he falls right on his head and just breaks his neck. <laughs> and Flum turn, and Flum turns around and he's like, "Excuse me, sir, you can't sleep here." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and as as that's happening, the the spirit of Father Wittershins goes up and works his way right into Flum, just right into him. Ooh! <laughs> and um, what is happening? When the, <laughs> this when, is, when that happens, this is the surreal episode of Random Avengers. <laughs> yeah, yep. When this happens, uh, Flum. You, you hear the voice of Father Wittershins in your head as you're slowly losing oxygen in this font. And he says, I can breathe underwater, remember? Oh shit, you're right, you're a fish. <laughs> Fuck. It's really thick right, water. Can't breathe in the semen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, he's like, Flum, I bestow upon you more power than I ever had in the realm of the living. Does that make me a superhero? I don't think so. You're more of a man of the cloth, but if that's what you want to call it, I'm a superhero, guys. <laughs> are we? And, are uh, we seeing all this? I like to think Flum just like turns his head and says, "I'm a superhero, guys," and then turns it back down. <laughs> yeah. and then he goes yes, back that's water. exactly. Flum, Flum is saying the same things he said in the memory in real life because he's forgotten what actually happened. I love this movie. It plays in my head every night. <laughs> Flum, as you lift your head out of the water, something starts to come out of the Ew. water. <laughs> Flum <laughs> made a floater. No. <laughs> no. A very large white Ew. staff makes its way up out of the water. Uh, and it's covered in semen. What looks like. <laughs> That's why it's white. It looks like leaves. Just the most. And, the um, cummiest staff you've ever seen. See, if he washes it, it's actually blue. <laughs> oh, there gross. You go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, Flum, you, you get. A, uh, a staff, a Ooh. large, ornate, white with, like, and then vines growing up the sides of it, and on the top of it is a very large, like, bundle of branches that kind of form, look like the uh, Selesnia logo, kind of looks like a, a bonsai tree on the top of the staff. Ooh, that's cute. You, you uh, know what they that. say, guys, the wand chooses the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> the wand right. chooses the superhero. <laughs> Uh, and with that, <laughs> you can up one point of ability score into wherever you'd like on your... Oh, shit! Uh, anyone else? <laughs> next person? Uh, Chuggles next. has been... Chuggles has next. been rummaging. Daryl throws is rummaging. Chuggles, where are you rummaging, Chuggles? I want to go in the desk. No, you guys are still in the font room. And <laughs> when you go up to the door, you what? realize that it's that it has locked behind you. <laughs> I thought it was the same room. 
No, no, no. He took you behind the bookcase to the font, remember? Is there anything to rummage? Your memories and your past successes and failures. Chuggles really doesn't want to relive his experience at Auntie Grandma's. Daryl's next. Daryl's next. Daryl's next. As Daryl walks up, I'm going to kind of like lean into Guy Elfman and be like, did did we just watch Flume murder a man? Uh, I, I think so. Right, Why did we uh, watch him murder a man? I'm still not quite sure. Let's see what happens to Daryl. Okay. Is okay. that the first time Guy and Sting have ever interacted <laughs> in character? That's probably true. Because I think yeah, that is. most likely. Hey, oh, we, we work with um, what we got. <laughs> okay. Uh, now... Daryl, you you stick your, or you look into the font. You don't have to stick your head in. Uh, so you look into the font, and you see in front of you, uh, you're you're in the cathedral where your mother forced you to kill someone close to you. Oh my God! What? <laughs> mm. And it all comes flooding back, Daryl. I don't want to keep. Why are we watching so many snuff films today? <laughs> It all it all comes fl- flooding back that you are and and the the tattoo of the the sewn together lips that are that is on where, where's that tattoo on you Daryl? That's on my back. <laughs> it's on your back. The lower back. Mm. <laughs> Does like, Daryl have a tramp stamp? Slightly above the crack. <laughs> I was gonna say like right between the shoulder blades, but maybe right between the right above the crack is a bit sexier. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely okay, more so- Daryl's speed. So D- Daryl's uh, tram stamp uh, of which is always visible. Yeah, the insignia of the crime family known as the Silence. Uh, and you see in the uh, in the font, all of you see a picture of a bunch of loxodons all dressed in like uh, dark cloaks and uh, like um, ninja gear, kind of. And, and you see like uh, the Fortnite memories streamer? of Daryl. <laughs> they all have blue hair, <laughs> and, you, <laughs> and you see you see memories of Daryl kind of like running along rooftops and sneaking into buildings and like whacking people, you know? Because apparently Daryl was once an assassin. What, Daryl? Did true. I know this about you? No. Oh my god! So. I mean, he's he's a drug dealer now, so that's not quite far off. Uh, and. Uh, Daryl kind of like uh, you see him start to talk to his mother and and try to convince her of his love for music and wanting to pursue that and um, he's, you see him performing at night in downtrodden taverns and, and he starts to uh, work alongside a bunch of Rakdos people that have kind of taken him under his wing under their wing and uh you you see Daryl kind of like grows apart from the the silence and he he starts to become the the man you see now the the cool raving drug dealer elephant man that is Daryl Hall but you see one night Daryl's mother comes and sneaks into his room that he's sleeping above a tavern in and uh she says that it is time and that Daryl must do one more more thing for her. And he's owed the family, and uh, he has to go. And he goes into a cathedral. He's he. Daryl is in the cathedral, and uh, you see 
his mother holding him in front of his his young one of the youngest brothers in his family and uh, you see her explaining that he tried to extort money from their assassins guild and um, the matron is telling Daryl to shoot his brother in the head with a crossbow and uh, Daryl you see Daryl hesitating but eventually the matron stomps her foot and without even thinking Daryl pulls the trigger and watches in horror as his own brother's head is skewered with an arrow Daryl then goes and gets the insignia of the silence tattooed on him to know that his debt was paid but that he's still bound to them and that one day they might have to call upon him again. And Daryl, you see this memory and uh, you, you, you probably feel pretty bad about it. Right? <laughs> I definitely and, don't uh, feel great. No, no. <laughs> Gotta and, say, man, um, feels pretty bad. <laughs> and through the font comes a small dark black obsidian dagger and uh are you gonna take it uh yeah i'll take it all right all right you take it and you can uh you can do one of your ability scores you can up one all right daryl daryl you've you've faced a memory um anyone can chuggles hug daryl (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Go you just wrap around Daryl's trunk leg. Just hugging I'm him real sorry, tight. Daryl. <laughs> I love you, little man. Daryl, I oh. I didn't know that you went through all that. I uh try not to tell most people. Um usually I don't have a bowl of liquid memories to kind of spill my secrets, but <laughs> cat's out of the bag. Wait, I missed that. Could you do it again? (laughs) I give him an affirmative nod, and uh, I'm kind of, like, feeling bolstered by, like, the fact that I just learned so much about Daryl that I am going to step forward into the semen pit. (laughs) Okay. So, Sting, you end up going up to the the pit, and um, you, you see in front of you is a a scene that you you've played over your head more and more every night you have a nightmare about it uh and it wasn't a scene you were necessarily there for but it's a scene that you've always kind of imagined but now you're seeing it in front of you looking just as familiar as you've imagined it your parents two monster hunters as they're going along, you see that your viewpoint follows them into uh, where they're going, into the forest. And they got their, their monster hunter gear out. They're ready to go. And you see them come upon uh, a group. Uh, a group sitting in front of a large summoning circle. They look like a cult and they're chanting some kind of indecipherable language. And suddenly, a group of demons materializes within the uh, circle. And your parents jump out of the bushes and go to work. And you see them going after the cultists and, and you know, at being like badasses, like modern-day heroes, trying to stop this from happening. 
and as you're uh, as you're going around, it it looks great, and you're you're having a fun time watching, and then suddenly, uh, you see your mom make one wrong step, and uh, she gets caught right through the chest with a very large crab-like claw and a head of a goat of a demon known as Glabrazu looks back from behind her shoulder as she's clutching at the wound that was made in her chest and you see her fall to the ground and the demon above her smirking and then your mother falls dead to the ground and your father turns and screams and he rushes at the demon but then the demon raises his arms into the air and you see rings of flame go around your father's wrists and raise him up into the air and you see the demon look into his face and say your son will remember this for the rest of his life and he looks at your dad and then right into the heart stabs him and he falls limp to the ground and as the demons walk away into the night you see your parents hands clutch for each other both as they lay dying in the forest and you see your mother clutching her greatest bow suddenly it dematerializes from her hands and we cut back to the scene of you in the tent and it ends up by your side in your crib and suddenly, while you're in the font room, the bow that you've carried ever since you were a young boy, the bow of your mother, one of the greatest monster-slaying weapons that has graced this city, starts to glow with an ever-burning, fiery light. And you feel the presence of your parents within the bow. And they say to you, Sting, we are so happy to have you here as the hero you have grown to be. What, Dad? Mom? Yes, it is us. Sting just starts sobbing. Oh. Uh, are, you, are you holding the bow in your hand, kind of like looking into it? Well, the bow is currently hidden in my suit. Um, oh, okay. It is actually... Well, it's not hidden now because it's glowing Well, no, bright. it is actually... My bow is the... Uh, arrow like the arrowhead the purple arrowhead that is on my chest it's uh -huh. just like hidden in there so like that symbol on my chest is glowing and he's just kind of like got both of his hands on it and is sobbing oh, gotcha who's he talking okay, to say, i think he hears the voices too <laughs> since you since we have given you this item and it is tied most dearly to the essence of your being we imbue it with the power for you to defeat the evil that is coming to you. And they, their, their voices fade away and they say, be careful, be wise, be a hero. And they fade away. Wait, and the, the no. glowing kind of goes. No, come back. But you, you, feel, you feel more so the bow that's hidden within your armor feels warm to the touch and more solid than it has ever felt before. And uh, you also get a uh, ability score improvement from that. Oh my God. Uh, Sting is going to, he like turns around, not making eye contact with anyone. 
tears streaming down his face and he's just going to like quickly scurry over to a corner of the room and like ball up. Aww. Oh. <laughs> this is such a sad right. episode. You guys all have such tragic backstories. I'm only eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> I go and pat his oh, back. Man. It'll be okay, little man. You will prove your parents proud. <laughs> you said the P word. You shouldn't say the P word. Proud? Parents. <laughs> Guy Elfman's been lurking around the sphere for a little while now, and he pokes it after Sting runs into the, the corner. Oh, the font? Okay. Yeah, whatever it is. All right. Guy, as you walk up to the font and poke it, out of the ripples comes a memory, but not your own. Didn't think so. You see it from the viewpoint of what you can only assume are your parents. Your true parents. Okay. You see young guy Elfman. Uh, are they elves? No. They're <gasps> They're elves. <laughs> you see a dwarven couple. Both... Very somber and sad looking as they carry the bundle that is Guy Elfman up to the steps of an orphanage in uh, the, you know, edge of Ward 69. <laughs> uh, know. Wherever Guy Elfman does step. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he, he, he ends up in an orphanage run by the Orzhov. He's an enigma. All humans, no dwarves to speak of. And um, he's lived his whole life there. He's only ever interacted with people who aren't dwarves. His parents left them there and no one knows why. Can there be like a sticky note on the bundle that just says elf? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Definitely. Awesome. Good. Uh... And and why while guy was there, he meets a pigeon, a small pigeon. And uh, guy, you have a memory of you taking care of this pigeon for a long time. And then one day, when you seem to have nursed it back to its former glory, the pigeon looks at you and speaks. And it says. Hey guy. Uh, hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, you talk. Yay! Yeah, uh, don't don't tell anybody else this, but we birds, we're spies. <laughs> we're spies for the big man upstairs. You know, Santa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's something big coming to this plane. What? Years from now. What's happening? When you're older. But you'll know, guy. But no one else will believe you. We birds. We birds are the enemy. You remember that. Who are and you? And then he flies away. <laughs> he flies away. I throw a hammer at it. <laughs> the hammer just just clips his leg, and you see him kind of like his leg's broken. Oh god. Like, and he he's like screaming as he's flying through the city. <laughs> <laughs> That's so and, uh, funny. Guy, you're, you're, you're left in your room alone, and you, you realize that your hammer 
the hammer that you you've always always had just lying around in the orphanage <laughs> as one does <laughs> as people was have down, <laughs> was he left at the orphanage with a war hammer yep oh i was ima- his, uh, i was imagining just- like a regular tool hammer it's <laughs> <laughs> it's understandable it's a yeah. Yeah. No, that's what that's what he has. It's just a ball peen hammer. Yeah. I just hit <laughs> really hard just, with it. Yeah. yeah. Right. So um guy, you you go down onto the street and um you you pick up your hammer and and this is the only thing you've known, the only thing that has been with you your entire life while you've lived out in this orphanage. The only thing close to family that you've had. And uh Suddenly you hear a voice. Have you read the Communist Manifesto? <laughs> you I talk too? <laughs> I keep forgetting. Does everything talk? <laughs> you see you see the you see the hammer glow faintly and uh, and uh this the communist uh sorry, the Soviet Union anthem plays faintly out of the hammer. <laughs> Don't actually Editors. play it and this will get claimed. <laughs> well, claimed by whom? USSR. <laughs> Sullivan, Sullivan can make a chip tune version of it. Joseph Stalin will come back and personally sue us all. I want yeah. my rights to distribute <laughs> to the rest of us. Anyway, and um, and the the hammer speaks to you, and then we flash forward through a bunch of different memories of you talking to the hammer. You signing up in the the Orsov Guild office, you thinking that you're trying to be a great communist when really you fail at it very badly, <laughs> and um, then we see a memory of you one day at work, just having a ball, you know, passing the coin here and there, torturing people, and then wait, what just torturing, torturing people. people, torturing people, just asking them Chester's nicely for their there. souls. Exactly. Chester's down there. You guys are having a ball, just chatting it up while he's chained to the ceiling. <laughs> and then while you're up at the teller counter, going to give your uh, allotment of souls for the day, uh, you see a large elephant man and a goblin and a Vidalkin and a Muppet born all walk into the office. And the hammer speaks to you while you're behind the counter into your ear, and it says... Guy. What, Mark? I have a feeling you must follow these adventurers. I don't think I like the look of them, Mark. They look like they want me to do things. Chuggles is picking his nose. (laughs) But remember your communist training. (sighs) Fine. And, uh, And then you see all the time leading up to now. Oh, boy. Does it go up to the point that guy goes into the fun and we just watch it all over again? Wasn't this all like 24 hours ago? It was was like 36 hours ago. Yeah, it was pretty. Flashback. Yeah, it was was a few days ago. Uh, But yeah, so you get up to that point and uh, guy, suddenly your hammer starts glowing and uh, you realize there's a feeling that you've never felt before. Within this group of misfits that you've been joined into, a feeling of family, something you've never had. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. And this is the sad episode. <laughs> and the hammer 
glows with that same light that you saw Sting's chest plate glowing. And you hear Karl Marx in your head say, Guy, I think, I think I've been bolstered with more magic. Really? And, uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. Wow. It's like I can actually do shit. Good job, Mark. I'm so proud of you. I can see the multiverse. I can see the multiverse. I'm not stuck in this, this weird plane anymore. It's like my mind's been open, man. Mark, are you also Casey Clark? <laughs> no, I don't know who the fuck that is. All gods Sounds are just like a- some version of Casey Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a fucking weed. Karl Marx, more like Casey Clark's. <laughs> All right, Casey and uh, you can up your you can up your ability score. <laughs> that was the joke. Okay. Also, uh, I don't have yeah, a pen. I'll, I'll, that's fine. You can do it okay. later. You can just you can add one point to one of your ability scores. Okay. Yep. Uh, and then the last person to have to go up to the pond. Chuggles doesn't want to. It's okay, Chuggles. It only hurts a little. Uh, Come on, Chuggles. We all did it. Okay. And Chuggles sticks his head in. <laughs> all right. And as the as the water just soaks right up into your felt exterior. Um, oh, he's going to be go soggy. Back. You go back through your memories. Chuggles, do you want to recount this in your, your Chuggles voice? In my native How tongue. How it really went down? Huh? <laughs> uh, so... Uh, Chuggles and all of my companions were working along, uh, mining away at the yarn, and we decided. Uh, can I? I don't. I don't think I can do the whole the voice yeah, for the whole story. Do your normal voice. Okay. Go okay. On. The Chuggles voice is tired today. Chuggles is tired. He's laying on the floor, staring up at the ceiling with his mouth hanging open. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Chuggles and all of his companions. They escaped through uh, some holes they dug, and they all died to various traps. Like there was a, there was a dog somewhere in a cave that mauled one of the Muppet born. Uh, another one just got skewered on some stalagmites or some shit. And finally, when they escaped onto the surface, uh, the mice came by and they swooped up the last of Chuggles's little brethren. And Chuggles has escaped. Sadly. And you you lived on the streets ever since, right? Yeah. I would I would visit the, the Muppet ghettos and feed my Muppet families. <laughs> so you you see you see that Chuggles' memories of living on the run as somebody who wasn't taken by mice. And uh, you see him kind of work his way around the Muppet, Muppet-born ghettos, and uh, he tries to find food where he can, even though Muppet-born don't really eat anything. He's, you know, trying to follow, follow the rules of regular society. He's grown up in a yarn mine. It's an entertainment man. thing to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they want to find tasty stuff, but, you know. So he's doing that, and um, Chuggles... Out of the font for your bravery doesn't come anything. But suddenly, <laughs> this thing's broken water, and Chuggles hits it all with the his water bat. And the font grows black, and Chuggles is pushed out of the font and held up against the wall. 
guys, this thing doesn't like Muppet Born. And you see <laughs> in the font two glowing red eyes look at Chuggles and say, You may not know your past. And uh, it, it like, it holds Chuggles there for a long time. And you start to struggle. And then struggle, you struggle. Chuggle, struggle. <laughs> and you see, <laughs> and you see in the in the water as the blackness fades and the glowing eyes go away, you see a something else, something that doesn't look familiar to any one of you. You see a man. Hold on, Disgusting. Ew. <laughs> oh. Kill it. Okay, you see a man. Ugh. Uh, very tall. Pretty attractive looking dude. He's got flowing red hair and he's wearing armor that looks like it's made of leaves, autumn leaves. It's pan. And he, and uh, you see sprouting from his back are two very large iridescent wings, that of an insect. And uh, you see him and he's in front of a large court. Uh, kind of like a uh, like a medieval court, and he stands in front of a throne where there is a king, high king of the Fae, and his queen, and then this man who seems to be a guard, and the image fades as you go away. Was that image meant for Chuggles? Yep, it was there. You saw it as you uh. As the, the thing that held you against the wall faded and that memory lingered as the font kind of stopped. <laughs> out, of, out of the font comes a flute, a wooden flute. A pan flute. I was right. It is pan. Does anyone Dude, want pan this? Pan does up? not live in the Feywild. <laughs> I'm aware, but... And uh, it's a tree branch. It looks like a tree branch, but it's a flute. And it comes out, and it's there for you to take chuggles. Is this for me? And you, you, you don't hear anything, but you feel very drawn to the object. Chuggles stands there with his arms at his sides. Uh, the font chucks the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> no, the 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 flute. No, the flute just stays stays there. Hey, it'll stick just to stay your guns. There. Stick to your guns. All right. Chuggles no. catches it out of the gets air. Chucked at you, and you you catch it. Roll a dex check. Oh. We get one roll per episode. I was about to say. I think that's the first roll this episode. It is. Uh, I got a seven. Uh, it just kind of like conks you in the head <laughs> and then it lands in your hand. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you, you feel drawn to this object. It and uh, Chuggles puts it in his mouth. <laughs> just like, just, just um, it, like if you're going to play it or just eat, eating it. He just starts chewing on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, as you do, you feel this weird tingling sensation and that same image flashes into your mind. And that's about it. This tastes like shit. 
<laughs> and uh, the bookcase comes back and uh, unfurls, and you see Baldrick and who you now know is Casey Clark standing uh, in the doorway waiting for you guys. And uh, he said, the Casey Clark says to you guys, so what'd you think? That was fun. Chuggles has trauma. Sting is just crying in the corner. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, I know, I know. It's a bit of a shock, but I had to get you guys to deal with your past so you can further your futures here and help with this thing. Whatever is trying to put the plane in danger, whatever is trying to enter it. Whatever's trying to get to that other plane. I need you to be ready. You need to be on guard. And Baldrick kind of nods. And he's like, we need to find Lef. Yeah, I need to find Lef. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, Sting from the corner of the room is just going to stand up. And uh, he, he, like, grabs the emblem out of his chest and does that thing Hawkeye does where he, like, uh, thrusts his hand forward and it, like, poofs out into a full longbow. Okay. And he, like, takes a step forward. And he's, like, kind of sniveling, but he, like, wipes all the tears off his face. All right, guys. We thought we caught the big bad guy, but we were wrong. There's something big coming, bigger than any of us have ever faced. So maybe he comes. And maybe it's too much for us, but that's all on him. Because if we can't protect Ravnica, you can be damned well sure we'll avenge it. And uh, that's where we're going to end the episode today. Thank you guys for listening to me recounting everybody's past. And probably <laughs> some of them. Nobody rolling anything. <laughs> that, was a, that was a very traumatic episode. <laughs> Yeah, this episode I was, was like, we all just aired our dirty laundry all over uh, Stan Lee's cum shack. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we found oh a title. God. We found a title. Yeah. Stan Lee's <laughs> cum shack. <laughs> it's a little title. place where we, we can <laughs> achieve trauma. <laughs> cum oh, shack, man. baby. All right. Shack. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> You can find our podcast at Dingles and Donuts. They're already listening to our podcast. And at Dingles and Donuts on they Instagram. They might forget. And at <laughs> Dingles Podcast on Twitter. And also check out our website, orionvalleyproductions.com, and our other podcasts. Please check out the, the Instagram. Movies. We're lonely. We have yeah, a Reddit, we, too, don't we? Oh, and our, and our subreddit. We have a subreddit. Yeah, I'm, one, I'm one of, like, the three followers. We do have a subreddit, which I designated to Casey to be, like, the, the headmistress of. <laughs> but he hasn't. T- he never touches it. And I always remind him, hey, Casey, can you do something on the Reddit? And he'll post one thing, and then Holy shit, it'll I be found empty it. for weeks. Anyways, <laughs> she's following it right now. <laughs> yeah, follow us on our social medias because we want more followers. We love you guys, and we want you to see all the incredible, horrible stuff we post. We're also going to have uh, and our art. And donuts stickers for sale. Uh, they are the the donut logo, and they are pretty swell. They're gonna be two dollars. Uh, there's more information about that on our Instagram. Right now, they're also going to be in our shop on the website, along with the Dingles and Donuts shirts. Uh, we also have. 
brand art. new cover arts. Art! Uh, <gasps> done by the incredible, uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Oh, wow, wow. It's a... Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, there it is. It's zero. Zero V, v zero. Ooh. Yeah, it's zero. It's at zero V zero W L on Instagram. He's good at his job. We promise. Love his art. He's one of my favorite artists I, I have found on social media in a long time. And he made us this incredible new cover art. Uh, and we're also rolling out the art. I don't know. It might already all be out by now, but I've it posted it many it's places. Close. Definitely close. It fucking slaps. So check it out. It's great. And um, uh, what else? Oh, leave us a rating. On iTunes, uh, leave us and a review. And a review. Tell us how much you. (laughs) Tell us which Casey God you pray to. (laughs) (laughs) Is it is it is it Casey Jesus? That's me in the corner. Casey Muhammad. Is it Casey Casey Marks? Buddha. If you build a Casey Clark shrine and film a video of it, I will personally send you. Chuggles. It's a rock. Casey's <laughs> crime scene basement. <laughs> no, no, it's a bunch of candles surrounding a red sweatshirt that's like on top of a bunch of raw meat. Why is what? there raw Why meat? Why is it raw? Casey. Exactly. Casey's known for his shmeat. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.